Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Kind of Funny Screencast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good morning. The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Dormammu. Oh, what, it's back. What did you do with Dormammu? Dormammu. Did you, did you come to bargain, Nick? I've come to bargain. I'm so happy to like him. I'm so fucking happy. Are you happy about that, big dog, Kevin Koala? Uh, yeah, but Andy's focus is not on him. It's on his mic. Yeah, it's weird. You might All have to me, hit baby. the cancel. The button on All the top eyes right. on there me. All eyes on me. Thank you, Andy. I feel like this is just going to happen for the rest of our lives now, just inside references every chance you get, because this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we review the latest in TV and movies. And of course, anytime there is a Marvel Studios project, we're going to be right here reviewing it. You can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast. Just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and you can do just that. Today, we are talking about Marvel's What If Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. What would you think? I liked it. Um, I like all these episodes. I think this was uh, a different one and obviously a much, much darker one. Um, and there's that moment where he's sort of redoing it and trying to save her over and over again, which reminds me of the scene from Groundhog's Day where he's trying to, like, take care of the old man that just keeps dying because that's just kind of – and then eventually the nurse is just like – you know, people die. That's just what happens. And I, and this is just one of those moments, I guess, that's I, I find the concept of like this absolute moment to be so interesting for for where for for what they can do with that as sort of like a boundary for for all this time stuff that they're going to they're about to jump into. Um, it's cool. Uh, it's it, this one wasn't necessarily my favorite just because I think it was a lot more cerebral. But um, but I really enjoyed it. Andy. Um, I thought it was OK. I do love what Nick just mentioned and sort of setting a bit more rules, even though whenever stuff with time is messed with in the way that uh, Tilda Swinton comes back and splits him into two. Now there's two Dr. Strange. I'm like, wouldn't the TVA have stepped in? Like, I, I don't know. Like all that sort of stuff gets really confusing to me, but I just choose to ignore it because I know that there's probably an explanation for it. Um, but, um, uh, I mean, what, guys, like it's been 10 years since the Family Guy episode where they're doing a time travel episode and Brian says, it's not about where we are, it's about when we are. And so he goes, ugh, a time travel joke, really? And like, we're still using that line today. Come on, Marvel. Like, we got to be better than that. We got to just stop using that line. All pop culture, stop using the, no, when we are, we got to stop doing that. Um, the um, The whole sort of, I mean, where does this go from here? I think that's the most interesting thing about this episode for me. Um, but overall, I thought it was a fine episode. 
you know, I think, first of all, it reminded me a lot of uh, Time Machine, right? The old movie about uh, time traveling, old book, where it's like he's trying to save his wife, but no matter what he does, he can't save her. Mm. Uh, I think the, the, the biggest issue I have with What If is it feels like it kind of makes up rules for whatever story it's trying to tell. And um, and I don't I don't like that. I feel like uh, this episode was fine. It was fine because it's it's cool to see these characters going on another adventure. But the the, the biggest issue is that the, it just doesn't it like doesn't seem super well thought out. And it's just I feel like have we talked about absolute points before? Because like I feel like they define time traveling a big deal in in this universe. Where, like, great, they're using an Infinity Stone to try and travel. That's possible. But now it's like, no, no, causality will still collapse the same way. Like, that seems like an arbitrary rule that, like, they made up for convenience. And then it's like, oh, and if you fuck with it too much, everything just turns into weird black goop. It's like, all yeah. right. I, that that seems, like, I, I guess the more I think about it, I, I don't know that I like this episode. I, I think that it has some things in it that are entertaining um but i think overall i don't like i guess in this dimension and how time works there is it different throughout i don't like the questions it's bringing up for the greater mcu and it, like the more i look back the more i kind of feel that i feel that every episode so far has points where it feels rushed and it's like you can be like oh that's because it's 30 minutes it's like well, if you created a medium that's only a certain length, you should engineer the story so it can be told that way without having to do a fast-forward scene where they do. And I think every episode so far has done that. Maybe not the last one, the Avengers die, but um, I don't know. I, I, I just yeah. I guess it's what if is losing me a little bit. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. Tell me that isn't true. You know, there's one time I remember I was in Bali and I was very overwhelmed, not understanding what was going on. And uh, that could have easily been solved if I had Babbel in my life back then. Thankfully, there's Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Babbel is a travel essential. Greg Miller's been learning a little French here and there so he can better communicate with one Jean-Vierre Saint-Ange-Miller. You know what I'm talking about? Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Pretty cool. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free so that's six months for the price of three just go to babble.com and use promo code morning that's b-a-b-b-e-l.com code morning babble language for life next up shout out to hello fresh with hello fresh you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit fall is busy but hello fresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning shopping and shopping so you can get back to what matters a hello fresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back to school season with easy delicious recipes for drama free 
free dinners. Uh, so many members are kind of funny, have been loving HelloFresh, including Kevin Coelho and Paula Coelho. She's a vegetarian. He's not. Guess what? There's options for both. It's great. So much cool stuff. Uh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals. Very cool. Go check that out now. One more time. HelloFresh.com slash morning14 and use code morning14 for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. And finally, shout out to me undies. It's fall, y'all. Replace those hydration stations with pumpkin spice lattes and go out of your way to step on crunchy leaves because the coziest time of the year has arrived. I love me undies. I'm obviously wearing a me undies shirt right now, me undies lounge pants, me undies undies, and me undies socks because that's the type of life that I live. I just love their soft micromodal fabric and I want it all over my body. Me undies, can you make some bobber jackets? Please, I want them very, very bad. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt. Now imagine that's the thing on your butt. That is me undies. They're designed by the country's top softness scientists to be the softest thing you've ever worn, period. It's so true. I can attest. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off and free shipping for first-time purchasers. And if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. MeUndies.com slash morning. One more time, MeUndies.com slash morning. Yeah, this is uh, definitely my least favorite episode. I'd say it's tied with episode one as my least favorite, but I still really, really enjoyed it. I like that it's continuing the trend of doing something different with each episode structure-wise, with this one kind of being more Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, and ending in a very, very, very negative space. Like, uh, I definitely didn't expect that. I thought things were going to be wrapped up in, like, kind of clean bow-tie shit at the the end of it. Um, So I thought it was a cool kind of difference, especially now that there is this, like, uh sorcerer supreme like evil strange out there um and whatever's happening with that situation whether he's like dead or locked in a pocket dimension how can he come back all that stuff like i think that's cool but i think what's really cool is how this episode used the watcher and it kind of breaking yeah. where strange was able to interact with him and all that i i'm with andy in the sense that uh time travel can get really uh complicated and difficult and the the rules and stuff can can get they're very interesting to follow, and I, I, I'm very heavily invested and care about them a lot. But I think where we're at right now, uh, there's a lot of questions that are unanswered that I that start to feel frustrating because we do know so much. And when they add all these other elements, it's like, what are you doing? This is contradicting what we already know. But I think uh, what they're doing now is doing that on purpose, knowing we just watched Loki, knowing that we're questioning where the TVA is because we're now dealing with a timeline that is – in a multiverse world. This isn't no longer just the one sacred timeline that was protected by the TBA. So I think all the rules are changing. I think we're trying to deal with, kind of dealing with that now. Even the idea of this absolute point is extremely fascinating, extremely cool, but the absolute point is still only working within this multiverse timeline because we know that Christine Palmer doesn't die in so it's like the absolute point what is it is it her death or is it the event that causes strange to go do something else where so in our timeline it was his him messing up his hands right right so it's like that's what i think is really interesting is them kind of like like dialing in on exactly what that absolute point is i think the their use of tilda swinton in this is hinting at that for sure that they they understand what they're doing here and they are adding more elements I do agree it's starting to become a lot, and I, I think that they, they need to start uh, getting getting all of this uh, together in a way that's like, okay, now I understand how this multiverse works. But 
I think that they're building towards that with how we've seen the watcher get more and more involved each episode. Like that's a trend that's happening. So clearly they're building to something. We're seeing the same monster from the first episode come back in this. Like there is an overarching narrative forming. And I think that that is going to answer a lot of, if not all of the questions we're having now, Andy Cortez. I hope so because, you know, we're talking about us three who seem to be a lot more confused with it than uh, maybe Nick was. But like the idea that we watch these week to week and the idea that, you know, we'll watch videos on it from time to time. And if we're confused, like, I guess that's not saying much. I'm always confused, right? But like the fact that we are confused, I cannot imagine the casual audience who might just be hopping into what if maybe didn't watch Loki maybe uh watched WandaVision but only a couple episodes like not everybody's going to be watching every bit of everything and it just seems like confusing the people that watch it week to week and seem to be somewhat dialed in are kind of a bit murky on what is what maybe that's the point it you know I, I trust Marvel enough to think that maybe that's the point right now maybe we're supposed to feel this way because there is going to be some bigger reveal in the future but uh, even now, I just like the episode ended and I just kind of I just felt like uh, I guess confused and kind of like, eh, I don't really know if I loved everything that episode was trying to to pull off. See, the thing with me is I, I think there's two ways to look at the episodes. And I think that overall, all of them are working because what you're talking about is just one aspect, which is the kind of overarching plan of the season, the show and the MCU as a whole. But then there's also the does it just work as a standalone episode? And I think that so far all of them have, including this one, where a lot of the absolute point and a lot, like all this shit that we're like, quote unquote confused about is irrelevant if you're just enjoying the plot of this episode which i sure. thought was actually really tight and interesting and unexpected like they really did things and went places like him sucking in all the the bad guys turn like and the, the way that this that all went dark. it felt like a good twilight zone episode so it's yeah. like that to me was really cool and some of the animation in this i know the show has been beautiful from the get-go but like i think this might be the most beautiful episode so far it's definitely the most uniquely animated episode and dealing with a lot of the uh kind of creature designs it was so un mcu but it worked like it fit with this aesthetic and seeing strange kind of like contort and form over time into to being this like mephisto looking motherfucker like was really damn cool and i like that we can do this weird stuff and that is something that animation kind of grants you that you don't get uh necessarily to do in live action uh and have it work this seamlessly. So I, I'm really impressed with it. And like the voice cast, once again, like I was shocked. I didn't expect Benedict Cumberbatch to be in this. I thought he would have been one of the ones to not be, be part of it. Um, and Rachel there, McAdams, like what the actual hell? <laughs> like, oh, I did not realize all that's That's really cool. Um, there was a couple of moments I went, I know this is Benedict Cumberbatch, but maybe I read it wrong. Cause I'm getting some Troy Baker vibes here and there. And I, it sounds like Troy Baker doing a Benedict Cumberbatch impression. And by the way, I feel like they made Benedict Cumberbatch look more human in the cartoon than he does in real life, which is like, <laughs> shout out to the animation team. Great job to them. <laughs> no, but I'm yeah, with you, Tim. Like go for it. Nick. I was just gonna say that that's, that's probably why I enjoyed the episodes. Cause I'm not, you guys are a lot more, I think, these the the rules that get bent or broken, I think, affect you guys a lot more than me. I just kind of sat back and was like, okay, well, I I did have the thought of the TVA for a hot second. I did have the thought of the multiple person. I was like, that's really complicated. I'm just not gonna think about it. I'm gonna turn my brain off and just watch this. What if? Mostly because I just I don't feel like these matter in the overarching world of the MCU, which is fine. But I did love that moment with the Watcher where he's like, you could stop all this, and he goes, I can't do shit. Like, there's nothing I could do. 
I, I want well, he you didn't to say that though. He said, I'm not going to save this one universe, right? Which is like, I they're building like they he cares about the multiverse. Also, yeah. like, earlier, there was the moment where he's like, I could say something now, but that yeah. would put the, the whole multiverse at risk or something, something along those lines. But then Strange heard him, he was like, What? Who said that? <laughs> like, I that was him cool. To... That was a rad point because he was. I, I assumed it was like because he was so powerful that he, like he was getting so powerful that he could actually hear the Watcher. That's crazy. Yeah, the the idea that we're going to keep going and getting more and more Jeffrey Wright, and the fact that we're seeing more and more of what the Watcher looks like, um, and seeing how you know based on what it looks like in the comics, um, they're going pretty somewhat accurate with it. Not as not quite as large on the cranium, but still a bit big old dome up there. I love that we're getting more and more involvement, and it's. That that's the part that's exciting me uh, probably the most is that we're going to get more Jeffrey Wright in there, and he's going to be interacting with these characters more and more as stuff starts to get more and more messed up. Because um, I mean, obviously, he's a great actor, and I just love hearing his voice. What's uh, cool too is the the voice cast. I'm looking at Wikipedia of everyone that was actually in it, and I mean, like, it was pretty much everyone. I don't think there was anybody we are familiar with that wasn't voiced by who we know them as like Benedict Wong what was Wong Tilda right. Swinton was the ancient one Rachel McAdams was Christine Palmer Benedict Cumberbatch was strange uh and Dormammu uh just like the movie uh Dormammu. and then uh what what's interesting for me there's two things one there was a cameo Leslie Bibb who was the news reporter oh, wow. in Iron Man I saw 1 her and name 2 in the beginning of it and I was like wait where was Leslie Bibb <laughs> I so need to google she, she was the news reporter which is very funny like that oh, is such funny. a dumb little easter egg um, the girl that slept with Tony Andy in Iron Man one and then came back into and like was out. Oh, like, wow. She's the, uh, the wife in, um, Talladega Nights, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, another thing that was interesting about this is, uh, and Kev, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but this is the first time that what ifs introduced like a new character, a new Marvel character in the show with that Oben character that uh, led him to Cagliostro's books and stuff. Like that's yeah, a Doctor I mean, Strange character from the comics. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. That I, I like thinking offhand. I, I, just, yeah, I don't I, remember if he was in Doctor Strange. Right. I don't think he was. But no, I, I don't think he was at all. Anyway, I, I thought that was really cool. And I, again, this is cool because I didn't see this episode coming. Like, I love that when it started, it's like, okay, I knew it was Doctor Strange. Um, and I also love that they did the thing where it's like, let's get through the whole first movie quickly before we have our own adventure. Because I think that format works better than what we saw with the Captain Carter one that's kind of like a little bit more beat for beat uh, throughout yeah. it all. Like, this reminded me more of the Star-Lord uh, formatting, but mm -hmm. just with a way darker uh, tone to it. So, yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Only got a couple, five more of these because there's nine, nine total. So That's exciting. I like yeah, that. we'll see see how it all goes. Yeah, uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about this episode of Marvel's What If uh, and what you think the Watcher's up to. What's he watching right now? Let he's us watching. know in the comments. Yeah, I'm guessing he's Nick. I think he's on he's season three Nick. of Psych. <laughs> he's he stopped watching me a long time ago, man. I think I was like, whoa, <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit. That's enough of that. That's <laughs> enough of that. Of <laughs> Until right, next time. See you guys. Love you guys. Bye.